Rates have hit historical lows, so that begs the question, if you're a homeowner, should you refinance? Today, we're talking about refinancing your mortgage. Welcome to the Making Money Personal Podcast. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted best credit union in New Hampshire. Mortgage lending rates have been low and many homeowners have been using this time to refinance their mortgage. Today, Ryan Campbell, Triangle Mortgage Originator, will be joining us to discuss when and why you should consider a mortgage refinance. So welcome back to the podcast, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Of course, we're so excited. And uh, today sitting in for Will is Liz, who is traditionally behind the scenes, but she's going to be on today too. So hi, Liz. How are you? Hello, Terry. Hi, Ryan. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank excellent. you for asking. Excellent. Excellent. Good, good, good. So Ryan, we're going to go ahead and uh, talk about refinancing mortgages. So you've been super busy, right? I mean, everybody's calling you. It has been a very, very busy year. And I think one of the reasons are that rates are so low. And if anybody saves money, word of mouth is one of the best ways to get information out there. And it spreads pretty quickly. People like to save money. Yeah. So with home values being up as high as they are and rates being as low, it's one of the first times that some people have had the opportunity to refinance. If you were trying to finance a project or do anything Back a few years ago, you might not have had enough equity. Now you do. And so now everyone's given a call. So one of the major reasons that people are doing it is the low rates. Um, if you've ever done a mortgage, when you sign that paperwork, I think one of the first things you notice is the amount of interest that you pay over the life of the loan. And that can be a pretty scary number, even with a low interest rate. And so by taking advantage of the lower rates that we have now, one, you're going to potentially lower your payment. And two, it's going to cost you a lot less in the long run. I mean, if you went to a car dealership and they were selling two identical cars and one of them costs more, I don't know who would buy the more expensive car. So this is a way to ensure that you're saving the most amount of money on your purchase. Right. So um, you mentioned low rates, uh, Ryan, and I have to, I'll be the first one to say that um, honestly, I'm not a rate shopper, but when I did, you know, I saw to, I, I started to see the rates coming down and of course, you know, it's in the news and such. So um, I was looking at, you know, what we have for a mortgage and um, my rate wasn't too much different than um, the rates that were, that were coming down. But what I wanted to do and what I ended up doing is um, I refinanced because I ended up going from a 30-year fixed mortgage to a 15-year fixed mortgage. Are you seeing more people doing that? It actually is one of the more popular things. We don't see it a lot because obviously going from a 30-year to a 15-year, financially, you can't argue with the math. Paying it off in less time at a lower interest rate is going to save you a lot of money. But for a lot of people, financially, it doesn't fit the budget. But with rates being so low, we have a lot of people who you know, they may have purchased a refinance four or five years ago when, when a good rate at that time was five or 6%. They're now going to potentially down to maybe two and a half percent. So their right. payment may still be going up slightly, mm -hmm. but the benefit on the back end on how much they're saving, they can justify because a lot of people call and say, well, I'm already paying an extra $200 a month because I've been trying to pay it off. 
here they're getting the lower interest rate and it's really accelerating their payoff, putting them in the you know, obviously long-term in a, in a much better financial situation. Right. Exactly. Well, and honestly too, like I've had, I did have just some discussions with um, a couple of my relatives and, you know, I was like, should I refinance? Cause there is a charge, you know, there's a cost to refinancing. And so, um, you know, that came up and they were like, well, when you refinance, you're going to have closing costs and whatnot. And, but honestly, it comes down to discipline and I don't have the discipline to, you know, if I have an extra few hundred dollars a month um, to put towards my mortgage. So that's why I took the plunge and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going into retirement in about 10 years and I don't want a mortgage. So if I'm going to do anything about it, I've got to do it like now, you know, sooner than later. So that's why, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. But um, so that is definitely a great option. If, like you said, Ryan, if, if somebody is interested in, in maybe paying off their, their mortgage a little bit sooner. Yeah. And for everybody, it's different. I mean, you kind of have to know yourself. We try to do our best to ask all the questions to understand your budget, your finances, what your goals are. But in the end, you're going to know yourself way better. Some people like you, you said, hey, I'm not disciplined, but paying that extra is okay. Like I'm okay with that. Some people are like, look, I got kids or I have an income that fluctuates. And even though ideally they want to pay it off in 15, still taking the 30 year might make more sense because right. from a budgeting standpoint, you can still pay extra on a 30 year. Right. Granted, it's you're not getting the same interest rate as the 15. You still get a better rate if you went with the 15 from the start. But just because you go with the 30 doesn't mean that you can't pay it off sooner. Interest is accruing on the balance. Right. Anytime you pay more, the next month you're accruing interest less than you would have if if you hadn't made that extra payment. So it slowly creates a domino effect and you know helps people pay them off sooner. Right. Yep. No, thank you for that. So Ryan, we talked about uh, lowering the uh, interest rate in particular, but what are some of the other reasons why someone would want to refinance their mortgage? So one of the other popular things that we're seeing right now is, is refinancing to get cash out for renovations. With a lot of people working from home and a lot of people seeing their homes a lot more than they're used to, people are noticing you know, issues or, or upgrades or things that they want to do. So we're seeing a lot of people with the taking advantage of the extra equity in their homes. Me, I just, I, I've been in my home a few years and unfortunately when you are a homeowner, one of the worst parts about it is keeping up with the maintenance. It's typically one of the more expensive things. I've been in my house for I think going on four years and I've replaced now a water heater. I've replaced my furnace and just two weeks ago I replaced my roof. So if you have any of those major things, they can be expensive. Not everybody has that nest egg put aside. And even if you do, with how uncertain everything is, not everyone's super comfortable, you know, spending potentially 10 to 15, $20,000 on a roof. Financing it might make more sense because you can keep your money in your savings account for other emergencies just in case. Right. Hmm. Would that be different than a home equity then? Uh, they work similar. So okay. with home equities, home equities give you a lot of versatility with reusing the money, but you're typically looking at shorter terms and a lot of times variable interest rates. If you take advantage of the money on a first mortgage refi, what you're doing is you're taking that same money, but you're putting it into potentially a 15, 20, 30, you can finance it longer and you'd have access to fixed rates. So if you're not a person that really likes the fluctuation where you could, you know, would stress you out too much by having a variable rate, 
this is a kind of safer alternative, but you kind of need to know how much you need because there's no reusing it. So once you do a cash out refinance, you can't go back in and take more money out. So if you knew you come in, you have someone that's going to redo your kitchen, they say it's going to be 35,000. I don't even know that's, I haven't redone a kitchen, so I don't know if that's a, <laughs> a nice kitchen or not, but if that was what it was going to take and you knew you were going to spend that, if you did it on a cash out refi, the money's going to be secured. The payment's going to be what it is and you don't have to worry about it changing. If you were like, Hey, I have that, but 15 other projects over the next two or three years, equity line allows you to kind of go back in and out and reuse the money over and over. Okay. That makes sense. And another one that we're seeing too is, a lot of people, when they first purchase, not everyone has the luxury of putting 20% down. Mm. And if you've purchased a home and you haven't put 20% down, you know that you have private mortgage insurance, which nobody seems to really like because insurance really, <laughs> no one wants to pay more than they have to on their mortgage. And exactly. depending on what your credit score was and how much money you put down, I've seen PMI, it's typically risk-based. So credit score drives it, how much money you put mm. down. And I've seen it as low as 20 bucks a month. And I've seen it as high as $350 a month, depending on what your situation wow. was when you started. Wow. So obviously when you're making your mortgage payment, the balance doesn't drop as quickly as you'd want. But with property values increasing, you're kind of chipping away at it on both ends. You're paying down the principal and you're gaining equity. So a lot of people are finding that they've only been in the house a couple of years. They only put 5% down, but their home has gain so much value that they could now refinance, get a better interest rate and be at a, you know, 80% or under equity position. So they no longer need the private mortgage insurance. Wow. That is a huge, huge money saver. Well, it can be, especially if you're paying 200, $300 a month on it, that right, that's not right. going towards your taxes. That's not going towards your principal. It's not going towards your mortgage. So even if you restructured it and you could just remove that $300, that that there from a budgeting standpoint can really free up a lot of money and, and, and yeah. change people's budget quite a bit. Yeah, for oh. sure. So you get the low, you get the lower mortgage rate plus the potential to, you know, kind of completely eliminate that PMI. That's yeah. Like and even if you don't, I, I've had a few situations where they still need it, but if you started where you only put 5% down, they're basing your PMI off 95%. So it's going to be higher. If, mm we redid this and maybe it's 85% at this point, you might need PMI, but it might be a lot cheaper and you only still need it until you hit 80%. So it still could be financially beneficial, especially if we could change the interest rate as well. Wow. That's, that's quite awesome. the benefit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And saving, saving money is important. I mean, everyone wants to save, but it's, yep. it's hard. And so little things like this can, can make a big difference. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, a lot of people ask, oh, my friend said that, you know, I don't know if it's worth it because, you know, it, I'm only, it's the difference in rates, only a half a percent. Because I know you, you were saying, Terry, that when you did it, it was, it kind of made sense that you were looking, even though the rate wasn't dramatic, that it still saved you quite a bit of money. Right. So some people, there's this thing where they go, well, if it's not this amount difference in rate, that it doesn't make sense. Well, that's not really true because what makes sense is different. For everybody. So on larger loans, it accrues much more interest. So if you had a $400,000 loan, if you could drop your interest rate even a quarter percent, that might be significant. Now, if 
your mortgage is only 70 or 8,000 that you owe, and maybe we drop the interest rate a full percent, you go, well, that's really not doing much. And it's because you're looking at it as a smaller loan amount. So that's why talking to us and letting us run some numbers is helpful because we can tell you, I can't tell you if it's worth it, but I can tell you what the numbers are. I could say, based on your current loan, this would be how much interest you'd pay over the remaining term. If we redid it, this is the difference. And then it's up to you to decide really if it's worth it. I mean, for some people, saving them a hundred bucks a month, that's gas, groceries, you know, that could be worth it. For some people they go, you know, I would have to see more savings for me to personally want to do it. Right, right. And I love that, Ryan. Honestly, I mean, I think anybody who's listening to this podcast today, just um, if, you know, if they're in a situation where they have a home and, you know, it's, it's worth a phone call, right? It's like, you know, use the, use us as a resource to figure out if this is going to, if this is going to be beneficial or not. Right. Just get an idea of the numbers at the very least to see right. if it's worth your while. No, Ryan, like right about now it might be. For yeah, I know. People. Right. So actually, Ryan, that begs the question too, like, um, you know, for somebody, whether they're a member or not a member of Triangle Credit Union, um, how easy is it, you know, is this phone call to, to start and do they have to, um, you know, I know that there's, um, there's an appraisal, correct? You have to have your house, your home appraised when you refinance. Yeah. Anytime that you're doing a, you know, a first mortgage refinance or cash out, whatever it is, we're going to require an appraisal. Okay. And the main reason is we need some of those magic numbers because when you do a cash out refinance, you're only allowed to go up to 80% of the property's value. So obviously we need to determine what that value is and getting an appraisal is the only accurate way to do it. Right. Okay. So if I'm, so if I'm listening today and I'm like, gee, I, you know, I think my home is worth this, you know, it hasn't, you know, the last time I had an appraised, it was, you know, X amount or whatever. Can you have a conversation with somebody about um, what they're looking for before you have any of these magic numbers? Yeah. I mean, that's actually one of my favorite things to do. I mean, there's lots of resources we can use. They're not set in stone, but obviously every year you get your tax assessment. Gives you a general idea of what your property's worth. Um, there's also websites. I won't mention them because I don't know if I can say the names of them, but there's a <laughs> lot of websites out there that if you type in your property, they will give you estimated values. And, mm -hmm. and although they're not appraisals, they're pretty accurate in some cases because this is all based off of market research and market numbers. These are basically right. just huge databases. Anytime something sells, it all gets uploaded into these systems and that can help to come up with at least an estimate, which allows you to at least have the conversation of what options might be available. Right. And then obviously when you call, I'm going to ask a lot of the questions that we're kind of talking about today. You know, when are you going to retire? Do you have any home projects? How long are you going to be at this home? All of those things will help drive what makes sense for you. And we can at least point out some of the pro cons of each scenario and then let the members or non-members, whoever it is, weigh those options to determine if going through with an application makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are under the impression if they apply, they're somehow obligated to go through with it. And that's really not true. The, what an application does is it really gives me everything that I need to give them accurate numbers. If I can see an application and I can pull your credit and we can come up with that, then we can accurately say, you know, based on your scenario, these are some of the things we could do. And these are the interest rates. 
And then from there, it's up to that person to decide if they want to move forward. Hmm. How long does the typical application process take, Ryan, for something like that? So just to put in the application itself? Yeah. Oh, so it depends if it's in person and we're talking, it can take, it can take longer, but we can have applications put in through our website. And typically most of this is kind of the meat and potatoes. It's, you know, your name, your social, where you work, mm-hmm. basic information. No one really has to do a lot of homework before applying. All this stuff should be stuff that you just know off the top of your head and probably about 10, 15 minutes to get oh, the basic great. information in. Nice. So if someone's just interested and they're looking, they can really just put it in there and within, like you said, within a few minutes, they can have an idea of what they're looking at for refinance options. Yeah, it's a helpful starting point. Yeah. I mean, with without facts and figures, I mean, some people are just calling, they're curious about rates and, mm-hmm. and that's great, but there's a lot more to it than rates. You know, I always tell people don't, if you're shopping around and you're taking just rates into consideration, that's where you could get into some trouble because just because it's a better rate, there's a lot more to it than just the rate. You know, people get fixated, I think, on rates and payments, not on what is this doing for me in the short and long term. Yeah. Well, like you mentioned before, you know, you take into consideration how long they're planning to be in the home. You take into consideration when they're planning on retiring, you know, all those other things. I didn't think about that. You know, I always like you guys, like you just mentioned, Ron, I'm the type who looks at the rate and I'm like, ooh, that looks like a great rate. But there's so much more to consider than just that. Yeah. And- and and that's the thing is, you know, we're not trying to trick you into doing a loan. We want to make sure if we do this loan that this this is beneficial for you in the short and long term. There is closing costs. So when you first do this loan, the loan, even though you're getting a better rate, it's not going in for free. There are closing costs. So you have to consider if, if you had kids going off to college and you said, three years from now, my kids are out and we're selling. Well, if we lower your interest rate now, but it costs you in closing costs, how long is it going to take you to save back that $3,500? Because that's your break-even point. Right. And if that's around three years, you're going through all of this and it might not even benefit you. It looks great on paper up front because you go, oh, I got this great rate. But if you don't look at it in the short and long term, that's where you could run into some problems. Hmm. Yeah. I love that, Ryan. I love the, um, that you're presenting all of these, you know, potential, you know, not issues, but there's certainly options, but, you know, things to, to, things to consider for sure. Well, there are pro cons, you know, people will call and say, what is the, what's the best product you have? What's the, you know, what's the best way to do this? There isn't the best, there's different products. Mm. They all, you're very, most of the time, sadly, you're not going to find a product that meets every single one of your needs. If you go with a 30 year fixed rate, you're going to get the lowest payment. You're going to get the most, you know, the, the best one that fits into your budget, but the 30-year fix has a higher rate than a 15. So it's you always have to trade off something. You go with the 15, you're getting the best rate and you're saving the most money. You're paying it off the quickest, but you also have the highest payment potentially. So a lot of that is it's not just about which one saves you the most, it's which one could plug into your life and get you the most out of it today. Right. Brian, we're going to take just a quick break uh, and to hear from our sponsor, Triangle Credit Union. We'll be back in just a moment. Are you looking for a job in the financial services industry? Or maybe you're open to exploring new, exciting career opportunities. Join our exceptional team at Triangle Credit Union. We are currently hiring for many positions from frontline to back office staff, 
and we offer competitive compensation packages that include medical and dental benefits, a 401k, a pension plan, and more. Join an award-winning credit union with a focus on serving the community. Visit trianglecu.org to check current openings and to apply. Okay, Ryan, psych your mind. We're back. Okay, so Ryan, I, I really appreciate what uh, we were talking about a few minutes ago because I was thinking, I was as you were talking, I was kind of reflecting on our own situation. And I remember when we first purchased our house, you know, our first house, which was, you know, 20 some years ago, um, Bill and I were in our early, early 30s. And it was all about cash flow to us back then, right? I mean, we had young kids. And so I really wanted like, a, you know, I was like, I'm going to get the longest term I have available to me because we needed that cash. You know, we needed the cash to, you know, the kids were in dance and, you know, so many other things going on. And then fast forward, you know, you know, 25 years later and you know, as I mentioned earlier in the show, when we refinanced, we were, it was all about retirement, right? And it's like, I am not going to go into retirement with a mortgage. So I'm, we're going to refinance and we're going to, you know, bite the bullet and increase our payment. But it's all, it was all about what, where we were in our journey, right? Yep. And that's, and that's why it's important to have the conversation and, and, and look into these options. You know, sometimes people just, like I said, they just, what's the rate? And I don't want to just talk about the rate because the journey changes and, and throughout your life, more than likely, this probably wouldn't be your forever loan anyway. The average life, I think, of most mortgages, if you do any research, is like five to seven years. So even if you stay there, life changes, your priorities shift. Um, you could get your job transferred or you get a promotion, which allows you now to pay more money. So you can only make a decision based on what you think, you know, no one has the crystal ball. Right. So all you can do is just make sure that you're looking at all these options, looking at the pro cons and making sure that, you know, you're making a best decision that you can sleep with at night. And if five years from now, priorities shift, we'll still be here. And we do the same thing again. We say, all right, well, what's changed and what do you want to do now? And then we just look at it again. Mm -hmm. So uh, um, I'm going to go back to um, a question that I had a little bit earlier, and that is, uh, Ryan, would it make sense to refinance in order to purchase an investment property? So if you have enough equity, it could. So anyone that's looking for homes right now, they know it's a very, very competitive market. Uh, When I sold my home, and this is even before, it's a lot crazier than than it was when I sold when I sold my house, I think I had about 10 offers that came in. And so I asked my realtor, I said, he goes, well, which offer do you want to pick? And I basically told him, I said, whatever one, make sure the deal happens. Because if I'm selling my house and I'm buying something, I, I want the sure thing. I'd love to sell it to a great family. I'd love to do this. But I was moving from Florida to New Hampshire. I couldn't risk a loan falling through. So by doing that and purchasing, using it to purchase an investment, it could work because it gives you an advantage. You would be potentially a cash buyer if you had enough equity in your home and cash buyers can close a lot quicker. It's not contingent on financing. So sellers want to make sure their home sells and sometimes they have to sell quickly. So if you could do this and leverage your primary property to, to purchase a second home or an investment property, 
it, it could give you an advantage over other offers. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously there is a downside is you're leveraging your primary residence. So everything is now all on that one property. So that's where it comes down to. Is that something that that person's comfortable with? But if you want to buy that, that dream cottage up at the lake and it comes for sale and you have the cash to do it, it might be a little bit better. I mean, we could always later on remortgage that property and, and shuffle stuff around later if, if need be. Hmm. Well, I think that comes back down to like, you know, where you are in your journey and what your goals are. And, you know, um, if it's always been your dream and, you know, to, to have that second home or a place on the lake or, you know, skiing in the mountains or whatever. Right. So, um, but I love the fact that you're available to discuss those types of options. Um, you know, again, with members or if they're not members and they want to reach out, I think that's fantastic. Cool. Ryan, I have a question for you. So uh, I'm new to the mortgage refinance world and I've heard you mention this a couple of times. You mentioned about a cash out refinance. So when I first see that, I'm not entirely familiar what it means. Do you mind explaining a little bit about what that actually means for someone who is maybe new to it like I am? Yeah. So when you refinance, there's typically two categories you'll fall into. One's called a rate and term refinance. And what that is, that is somebody who doesn't need any money. They already have a mortgage. They're happy with what they have, but they have a higher rate. And they're looking basically to either restructure the term to go from a 30 to a 15 or keep it the same, but just lower the interest rate and not get any money. They're just basically rate loan swapping. They're swapping one loan out for a loan that's a little bit better. Now, a cash out refinance means you are going to refinance what you owe, but you're also going to walk away with at the closing a chunk of money, depending on how much you need. And that money could be allocated towards consolidating debt, maybe paying off some student loans, doing home repairs, um, or just like we were just talking about, but, you know, buying an investment property or, or something else. If the equity is high enough, right? You could put that towards. If the there's equity. enough equity. Yeah. Yep. So as long like I said, on these, we can go up to 80% of the property's value. So depending on what you owe that, you know, once we know what that appraised value would be, that would tell us how much available equity you might have the potential to tap into. Wow. So that's typically if you've, um, I'm, I'm assuming you would do a cash out if you've maybe been paying the mortgage for an extended period of time and you've built up enough equity that it's worth taking that money and using it elsewhere. Yeah. And, and like I said, I use worth a lot because, you know, is it mm. worth it? Mm. It's, you know, there's sometimes other ways, you know, when I did my roof, I could have done an equity line. I could have paid for it cash. I could have financed it. I could have just done a personal loan through Triangle. So there's, there's lots of different yeah. ways. And so talking to us is going to allow you to at least see what paths there are. And then you can figure out which path, I guess, works best for all the other things you have going on in life. Yeah. And this may be a silly question, but we refine, Triangle refinances uh, mortgages from other institutions, correct? Yep. It does not have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be with us. So no matter where your mortgage is, if it fits our product guidelines, we can, we can, we can do it triangle. Cool. Cool. Okay. So if someone's thinking about refinancing, what should they look at? I know you mentioned a lot about what's worth their lifestyle and all of that. What are some of the basic things? Like if they were to go through the application, what are things they're going to need to know? 
like is credit score something that they have to keep in mind when they apply or consider refinance? What kinds of things, if they're prepping for it, what should they pay attention to? Yeah. So if you don't know if you're ready yet, but you think you're going in that direction, think of it as like a first date. You want to put your best foot forward. So you want everything to look as, as, as good as it can. So as far as your, your credit score goes, credit score is important. We don't approve or deny loans typically on the score itself, but score has a lot to do with what your interest rate's going to be. So if you know you're going to be applying or you think you are, doing things, if a lot of people have heard the, um, like the 30% rule. So on your credit, if you have credit cards, typically to keep your score as high as you can, you don't really want to be spending more than 30% of your available limits on your cards. Mm-hmm. So simple things like, paying down credit cards in advance to get them kind of as low as they can. That means that when we pull your credit, that's going to look the best. Um, Other things like if you have collections, you know, you have some small things. Cleaning them up isn't going to hurt. It's, it's only going to, it's only going to help. They're they're typically not going to go away for a while. And if you don't do it, you could pay more for your loan. Hmm. Got it. So Ryan, we're actually starting to wrap up here. So I guess my question would be like, what's one piece of financial advice that you can leave with our listeners looking to refinance their mortgage? So I guess the main thing, don't be afraid to explore options. You know, we we have a lot of people that call and they go, I I didn't know if I should call or I don't think it's going to work for me. Well, how will you know? I mean, the one thing that keeps a lot of people up at night is their finances and money. Right. Calling us and finding out that we either can't do anything or what you have is already better than what we can do. That just at least gives you that peace of mind that you can sleep at night knowing that you've looked into the option. There's nothing worse than looking back going, oh, I should have done this last year. Well, rates are low now. There's no guarantee that they're going to stay low forever. So if it sounds like it's even the smallest chance that it could financially benefit you, then it could be worth just a quick phone call. You know, a 10-minute phone call could put your mind at ease or open up that option for, all right, well, what do we need to do? This looks like this is something that's really going to help me. Right. Awesome. Excellent. Terrific advice. Well, that's about all we have for questions, Ryan. Thank you so much. But we're going to jump right into our rapid fire section. So have you ever done this before? Okay, this is probably the part I'm more nervous about than, than, than doing the mortgage stuff. Wait, you, Don't wait, be nervous. Wait a minute, Lizzie. Just to clarify, you said that we were done with the questions. These are the real questions. These are the real okay. questions. This is, this this is, is where right. the audience gets to know you, Ryan. That's right. Okay. So basically, I'm just going to ask you 10 this or that questions and you just pick. You don't have to explain anything if you don't want to, but you just kind of pick. So take your time, but we just want to get to know you. So are you ready? I think I am. <laughs> the first one's easy. I pr- Well, it might be easy. We'll see. Okay, ready? Dogs or cats? Dogs. We have six, so yeah. Oh my I, God. I, I, six dogs? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow. That was an easy one. I told you they're easy. Okay. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. A beach house or a lake house? I would go probably lake house. Surfing or skiing? Since I'm probably terrible at both, I know I can't <laughs> ski, so I'd probably go skiing. Baseball or football? Football. Coffee or tea? Is there a neither? I guess tea. Okay. I don't drink. I don't drink either. But you don't if, drink if either. Huh? Drink, no caffeine. Well, okay, I went right. to school in Eng- I went to school in England, and so I, I got accustomed to tea time. So I mean, I guess if anything, oh. I'd have a cup of tea. 
That's there you awesome. go. <laughs> uh, movies or books? Movies. I know most most book people would probably be very upset that I like <laughs> Skydiving or bungee jumping? Ooh. Skydiving, probably. Ever done it? No, I, I don't think I ever, I, yeah, I don't think I ever want to, but. <laughs> That's a bungee neither. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think parachuting, you have a backup shoot, bungee jumping, I don't know how many cords they have attached. I don't know if you have a backup cord, so I'm not going not gonna to risk that. You mentioned you were from Florida, so Miami or Orlando? Orlando, you got Disney, I have young kids. Yes. <laughs> and the last one, hip hop or rock and roll? Ooh. Probably hip hop. Hip hop. Wow. Nice. Impressive. I have like yeah, a whole new idea of who Ryan is after that. That's awesome. <laughs> told you. Yeah, just ask me if you if you want to know really, ask my kids. That's when you'll get the real interesting answers of you know of who I am and what I do. <laughs> I favorite hip hop artist at this point. Do you have a favorite or it, no, to be perfectly honest, I'm terrible. Like I don't know anything new. Like I watch TV and there'll be like the award shows. I don't know anybody. Um, <laughs> most of my stuff that I that I like, it's all the older stuff. Like when I actually used to have like, you know, a CD player or, you know, a Walkman. And they're just those a, kind of songs that box. I remember from my, yeah, from my, <laughs> from growing up. A lot of the newer stuff now that I have kids, I don't really listen to stuff I want to anymore. So a lot of anything I know that's recent in the past 10 years, it's just because of my kids. So exactly. and most of the time, hip hop's not as kid friendly. So right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you know, right. we, uh, Liz and I were, we were out doing a photo shoot yesterday. So we were, uh, we were actually in Manchester and I took her to this place and she goes, Terry, how did you find out about this place? I'm like, my kids, <laughs> you know, it's like anything cool about me is related to my kids. I have no coolness left. You know, absolutely. if you want to know who somebody is, something that's popular, how to fix your phone, how to do any, yeah, the kids are typically the, they're the best resource at this point. That's right. That's right. Uh, Ryan, how old are, how old are your children and what do you have boys, girls? I have two little girls, um, six and nine. So we just started wow. first grade and fourth grade just the other day. Excellent. That's terrific. Very good. It is. Good. I was at first, you know, every guy I think wants a boy, but now that I have two little girls, I, I don't know if I, if I had a boy, what I'd even do with them. I'm so used right. to Barbie dolls and doing <laughs> hair and all that stuff. That's really all I know. I think a boy would, would throw everything off. At That's point. awesome. We have two, we have two girls as well. And they're actually the, the age difference is very similar. We, Ours are about three and a half years. And actually, did you say yours is about, your girls are about three years apart, Ryan? Three years, three days. They almost have the same birthday. Oh, that's fantastic. I heard that, that that range is actually optimal for, um, I think a nurse told me that. She might have just been trying to make me feel good. I don't know. <laughs> I was about to deliver. She's like, oh, that's perfect. Three and a half years is perfect time. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks so much. I didn't really plan it. It's just a slight break in between diapers. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your own sanity. So awesome, Ryan. Thank you so much again. You have been, you know, this has been a tr tr an awesome um, time and um, very informational. And I, again, once again, you nailed it with, you know, good information for our listeners. So we just really appreciate you um, very much for joining us again. And I, and I think now, Lizzie, is he officially are like our most um he is he he has been, been on the most podcast episodes ryan all right there you go we need to, well, to gives me something to brag about <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we actually have our videos on, and I don't really know how um, how genuine he was about that comment. <laughs> <laughs> looked so proud uh, yeah. well i mean i appreciate having the opportunity to do it i mean i enjoy what i do with triangle and i know these are fun but they're also a little hard because when i talk to members one-on-one -on -one, we're really just talking about them so the conversation mm -hmm. you know is tailored for them so here we kind of touched on a lot of things and we jumped a lot of through a lot of different categories and all over the board. Not everybody I talked to is interested in some of the stuff we did. So sometimes the conversation, it, it focuses a lot quicker, but that's why having that those conversations is, is important. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. And I well, think if that, and that's it right there, right? I mean, you know, if, if our listeners are listening, you know, it's just like whether you're interested, you know, you're just, you might be slightly interested, but, you know, pick up the phone and give us a call. So, that's awesome. So I do want to thank again. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Liz. Thank you for our listeners um, and all those who subscribe uh, to our podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas about future shows, then email us at tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. Be sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.